taboo or not taboo? That's the question of the day here on Locked On Boston Bruins, inspired by John Tavares being mercilessly booed on Log Island, even as he recorded his 1,000th point. That got me thinking about former Bruins that I would consider booing and the etiquette of doing so in the first place. Plus some news and notes and the Eastern Conference power rankings on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, December 12th. And I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey thoughts at Ian C. McLaren. Before we get into today's first topic, a quick transaction note as Jesper Bokvist has been recalled by the Boston Bruins from Providence, presumably because Pavel Zaka, who was injured in the previous game is not available for practice and perhaps for the next game, which will be on uh, Thursday. Bokvist was signed as an unrestricted free agent back in the summer uh, to add some depth to the roster. He did not crack the initial roster because of uh, the arrival of Danton Heinen and being beat out by the likes of John Beecher, Matt Patra, Jacob Lauko, and then Oscar Steen in a recall situation early on. Uh, in 24 games for the Providence Bruins this season, he recorded five goals and nine assists for a total of 14 points. And I'm assuming he's getting the call over the likes of George Merkulov or... Fabian Lysel, because of his versatility, he can play different positions and he's got some NHL experience as well, dating back to 2017-18. And two seasons ago, he, uh, maybe not actually that long, when did he make his NHL debut? Yeah, 2019-2020. And uh, I should say last season, he recorded 10 goals, 11 assists for 21 points for the New Jersey Devils. That was after 10 goals, 13 assists for 23 points in 56 games in 2021-22. So he's got some pop, and uh, he's going to be called upon for now to fill the void left by Pavel Zaka. Well, not really. It'll be a, a trickle-up effect. So that's the news of the day as the Bruins get ready to practice here on Tuesday. Now, last night in the NHL, John Tavares playing on Long Island, recording his 1,000th point, 
but still booed by the Islanders faithful five or so years after he decided to leave. And it got me thinking about, were there any former Bruins that I would have booed and under what circumstances? The biggest example for me personally is in the basketball world. Those of you who have listened for a while know that I am up in Ontario and cheer for some Toronto non-hockey teams, most notably the Blue Jays and the Raptors. Back in the day, I was a massive Vince Carter fan, and he basically gave up on the franchise and demanded to be traded and ended up being traded to uh, New Jersey. Upon his return, booed for years, mercilessly, even after he switched teams multiple times. It was only after, you know, about a decade that fans came around and saw what he did for the franchise and began to appreciate him uh, despite that exit. When it comes to the Bruins, there are some recent examples of guys who have left and who were booed. I think of, uh, well, Tyler Sagan was booed after being traded to Dallas. And upon his return to Boston, uh, Phil Kessel was booed, uh, as was Dougie Hamilton. Um, And... Jason Allison, going back a bit further, fans were very angry at him as well for uh, holding out from the Bruins and then being traded to the Los Angeles Kings. So here's kind of the scenario in which, first of all, it's okay to boo to a certain extent. You can't, you know, yell disgusting things at players or, or threaten them or whatever. But to just stand up and boo, I think it's fine under certain circumstances. Um, let's say a player like John Tavares decides a prominent player, a franchise player decides to pick up and move to a different franchise. Heck yes. Open season for booing. Uh, let's say a guy requests a trade and no longer wants to be a part of the organization. Absolutely boo away. And that was the case sort of with, uh, respect to Dougie Hamilton and Phil Kessel. Now a guy, say like Joe Thornton, who is a franchise player who was traded. For me, that was not a boo-worthy because he had just signed a contract extension and the trade came out of the blue. It wasn't something that he forced. Um, Jason Allison going back, that was kind of a contract holdout. The Bruins back in the day were not, let's say, open-walleted and... You know, you can kind of understand why he wanted to move away. So certainly if a guy decides to sign elsewhere or request a trade, I mean, we love these guys on the ice. and But let's be honest, we're more attached to the, the organization than individual players. That lasts the test of time. You stick with the one team over the course of time. Let's say... Jake DeBrusque, for example, he had that trade request. If it had been met, would some fans have booed Jake DeBrusque? Probably. Would some fans not have booed him? Maybe because they saw, you know, the reasons behind his trade request. And perhaps he thought it was better for his overall mental health. So you can kind of understand that. But a guy like John Tavares just picking up and leaving, yes, certainly worthy of 
boos. Now, I wouldn't boo players who are on the current squad and who are maybe struggling. I don't think that's really helpful to get them motivated. Um, obviously, when it comes to booing the opposition, there's a whole host of reasons why you would do so. But I honestly can't recall too many instances, if any, where I thought, boo that man, boo that former Bruin. I don't recall booing Tyler Sagan because I disagreed with that trade. You could argue that perhaps his behavior off the ice precipitated the trade. Those are kind of, uh, what do you want to say, urban myths out there about his time. Um, Dougie Hamilton didn't want to sign here. Yep, that's boo-worthy. He has been booed. Phil Kessel Kind of the same situation, although I'd love to have him back in black and gold. So taboo or not taboo, I think it's open season in certain situations. Again, I wouldn't get cursing about it or uttering threats or anything like that. Just keep it to a boo. Express your feelings. It's just sports. These guys can handle it to a certain extent if it gets super personal or over the line, then no. But just a, a boo to express your emotions. It's sports. It's entertainment. We get into it. Um, it's okay to boo in certain circumstances. Mostly leaving a team or demanding a trade because you don't want to be with that team anymore. Those are kind of the two big things. Let me know if you've had these feelings about a former ruin and under what circumstances in the comments or on uh, social media at Locked NHL Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Every night around the NHL brings all kinds of possibilities. Connor Bedard could record a hat trick. Igor Shesterkin could record a 60 shot shutout and you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on nhl network sleepers our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and with sleeper you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests all you have to do is pick whether players around the nhl will record more or less on their sleeper projections for goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game to win that 100 times bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats use promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply but that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, we have recently launched the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. National sports streaming channel, that is. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Up to this point in the season, when it comes to power rankings, I've focused mainly on the Atlantic Division, but we're going to extend that out to the Eastern Conference from here on out because there's playoff implications and 
The Bruins right now are a mere eight points up on the second wildcard spot while maintaining first in the Atlantic division. So it's pretty tight. And in fact, there's probably only one team that you can rightfully eliminate from the Eastern Conference playoff picture at the moment. Well, maybe a couple teams, but the first would be the Columbus Blue Jackets. 383 point percentage, minus 19 goal differential. They're not making the playoffs. The Montreal Canadiens, I'd probably put there as well. They have the conference's worst goal differential at minus 21, but they do have a better point percentage than both the Buffalo Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, here's what's most interesting to me right now. The Ottawa Senators, 22 points, fewest in the Eastern Conference. However, they're one point back of Columbus with eight games in hand. They've played only 22 games. The next closest is Washington and Toronto at 25. And like I said, you have Columbus at 30, Tampa, Buffalo, 29, Montreal at 28. So by point percentage, the Ottawa Senators are actually uh, 12th in the Eastern Conference. And they have a real opportunity to make up some ground. In fact, they have a plus eight goal differential, which is pretty impressive considering their record of 511 wins, 11 losses. So let's go from the bottom here and eliminate some teams. Columbus, 383, they're done. Point percentage, that is. Montreal, they're at 482. They're probably done as well. The Buffalo Sabres, they have a 466 point percentage, 27 points overall. Probably done. But if you look at the fact that they're only four points behind, Washington for the second wildcard spot. You can begin to see where they might be able to move up. However, Washington has five games, oh, sorry, four games in hand. And that's a big thing to keep in mind at this time of year, those games in hand. The points don't always tell the full story. It's how many points have you accumulated in the games that have been given to you? Columbus, they played a league high 30 games, a 383 point percentage. They're done. Buffalo's played 29 games. They only have 27 points. It's going to be incredibly difficult for them to make up that ground, despite all the promise they have. Pittsburgh Penguins as well. They've played 26 games, so fewer than the competition, fewer than Tampa, who's ahead of them. Uh, Washington won more than Washington. That could be a problem. They've got a 481-point percentage. The Canadians at 482. So all those teams, it's going to be very difficult for them to make up the ground necessary to get back in the playoff race. Some other bubble teams at the moment. The Ottawa Senators, who I mentioned, they're 500. Plus 8 goal differential. And in the Atlantic Division, right now they're are at the bottom, but if you look at point percentage, they are sixth, nine points behind the 
Tampa Bay Lightning with seven games in hand. So Ottawa has a real opportunity to move up here, certainly in the next couple of weeks. But if we're going by strictly point percentage, they are behind Tampa, who's at 534. The Carolina Hurricanes have really disappointed. They are 14 2 and 1, 537 point percentage, minus two goal differential. I should mention Tampa's at minus seven. And the New Jersey Devils, also very disappointing so far, 14 11 and 1, a 558 point percentage, a minus three goal differential. If we're looking strictly at goal differential, there are eight teams with plus and eight teams with minus goal differentials. So let's do the power rankings that way this week. Montreal, Columbus, Buffalo coming in the bottom three. Washington, who I mentioned, is in a playoff spot at the moment. They have a minus eight goal differential. Tampa with a minus seven goal differential. The New York Islanders, who are in a playoff spot, minus four. The New Jersey Devils at minus three. And the Carolina Hurricanes at minus two. Those are your bottom eight teams in the Eastern Conference by way of goal differential. Does that mean all those teams will miss the playoffs? Not necessarily, of course. Does it mean that the New York Islanders, who are in a playoff spot at the moment, aren't a team to be taken seriously? Not necessarily either. They're second in the Metro. Six points back of the New York Rangers. But the Metro, very weak overall. You expected New Jersey, Carolina to be in the mix. They've been very disappointing so far. Pittsburgh adding Eric Carlson this past offseason. They've been quite disappointing as well. So, sure, the Bruins are only, what, seven points up on the first wildcard spot but they've played much better than some of these teams who are fighting for those bottom spots and should be able to at least stay in the top three. And we'll look at the top eight teams in the East in terms of goal differential here as the podcast continues. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The eBay guaranteed fit is available only to U.S. customers. Let's look at the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference by way of goal differential. And there's eight teams with minus goal differentials, eight teams with positive goal differentials, only one team with a sub 500 point percentage is in that mix. And that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're 11, 12, and three. They have 
a plus six goal differential, and they've been a pretty solid defensive team. They're allowing the second fewest goals in the conference at a nice round number of 69, but they've scored only 75 goals. Kind of interesting seeing as they did add Eric Carlson in the offseason. Still perhaps some meshing going on there. Also at plus six is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who, like I mentioned earlier, got that 1,000th point from John Tavares, but lost again in overtime. They've only got seven regulation wins, which is fewer than the Columbus Blue Jackets. Soak that in for a moment. Two more than last place Montreal in the Eastern Conference. So take that as you will. The Ottawa Senators, I mentioned, at the bottom in terms of points, but they're a 500 team and they have a plus eight goal differential, which is sixth best in the conference. So they're a team to watch for, for sure. The Philadelphia Flyers have surprised so far, 593 point percentage, a plus 10 goal differential. They've won four in a row, six, three and one over their last 10. Nobody saw them as a playoff team this year. And right now they're third in the Metropolitan Division, not even in a wildcard spot. Next is the Detroit Red Wings. They're at plus 12, a 593 point percentage. They are third in the Atlantic at the moment in terms of, actually, no, they are fourth behind Toronto, who picked up a point last night. But again, a much better goal differential than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which brings us to the top three. And these are probably the top three teams in the East at the moment. You have the New York Rangers, who are at plus 15. They've got 39 points, 750 point percentage, same as our Boston Bruins. Second, you have the Florida Panthers, who have 36 points, so three back of Boston with one more game played, a 667 point percentage. They're at plus 16. And then right at the top, our Boston Bruins, They've scored 87 goals, and they've allowed a conference low 65. In fact, that's second fewest in the NHL, only to the Los Angeles Kings. They have a plus 22 goal differential, our Boston Bruins do. So looking at the landscape right now, Boston, Florida, the Rangers really seem to be the head of the class in the Eastern Conference. Best, most points, highest goal differentials, best point percentages. And that's a bit of a mixed bag afterwards with um, Toronto, Washington, the Islanders, all with pretty good point percentages above 600. But Toronto's the only team positive in terms of goal differential of those three. And they're only plus six at that. The Flyers. Red Wings, there's some questions as to whether they can hold on, but they're right up there. Can the Devils, Hurricanes, even the Lightning turn things around? All three teams minus goal differentials. And can the Ottawa Senators make good on all these games in hand and jump up in the Eastern Conference standings? These are all questions that we'll keep an eye on as the season progresses and as we continue with these Power rankings. A busy game or a, or a busy night around the NHL tonight. Ten games on tap. Um, Hurricanes, Senators among them. 
which will be one to watch for sure. And Connor McDavid versus Connor Medard tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you want to stay up to check out that one, should be a great one to watch. The Bruins back in action tomorrow, taking on the New Jersey Devils. We'll preview that one as well. You bring you as well as bring you all the latest on the injury front, the Matt Potra benching situation, and um, anything else that pertains to the Boston Bruins. Because we are the Locked On Podcast. Network. We talk about your favorite team every single day, and that is the Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for joining me, friends. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here on a brand new episode tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins.